Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, I am a former peer. Here we go. You know, I, I, I'm a former. No, don't start laughing about this one. Yeah. I know, when I when I did the introduction, I, I almost said I am number four, or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Like one of the most requested manager tools casts we've had was how to manage a disgruntled, non-promoted director. Right. right. You know that cast is written for new managers who former whose former peers were struggling with a new relationship. Which right? is, and you know what, this is probably. One of the biggest misunderstandings, and if you're listening to us and it's one of the first times you listen to us, let me just be clear about something. If you have been told the toughest promotion in the world is to go from being a peer to managing a peer and particularly a former friend or something, you've been lied to. That's false. That's wrong. The hardest promotion in the world is going from an individual contributor to being a manager. Sometimes that happens and you're managing your your former peers. But if you go from manager to director and you're managing former peers, generally most of those people understand that they have to behave professionally. And if they don't, they oughtn't to be managers or directors or anything else. Right. I can't imagine a director or VP pouting. And if they did, it's just unprofessional. It's just mind-boggling. But at the lower levels, I can see where people don't haven't learned the processes and systems and don't understand that people progress right. at different rates at different times. And you may work for somebody, you may report somebody, and in five years, they may be two levels below you for all kinds of reasons. But yeah, but the question really becomes, what does somebody do, right, if, if, if they weren't promoted? Right, if you weren't promoted, your, your peers are somebody, and your peer got promoted yeah. above you, and oh, you were Oh, but weren't. Mike, tell me, oh, but there's got to be, a, well, what about if I apply for the job as well? Then there's a special cast for that, right? Right, 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 <laughs> right? Because right. I, I deserved it, but I didn't get it. So, right, you're going to do something special there? No, I don't think so. No, you don't think so. Yeah. No. So, just like you getting promoted over one of your peers, this is similar. The relationship changes, right? Yes. The person who used to be your peer is now your boss. And so the question is, how do you handle it? How do you deal with your own feelings and develop a new, yeah. productive, kind of respectful, manager-direct relationship with your former peer? Yeah. It's not hard. And I have to tell you something. We'll start off with a simple kind of overview, folks, and say this. If you have big problems, your problems are with the organization that made the choice not with your former peer. Mm. And if your former peer is your boss and you treat them with anything other with dignity and respect as a professional, you're the problem and not them. Uh, it's possible that they're the problem as well if they're behaving poorly or something, but you don't control your boss. Good Lord, you don't control your boss. You control yourself. So the question really is, how can we help you see that the best thing for you to do is to be a total professional? And if somebody else gets promoted, the thing to do is to appreciate the fact that they got promoted, be thankful for them, and be a good professional and earn the right to get promoted next time. Yeah, and here's a great opportunity. Your boss, your new boss, who used to be a peer of yours, knows there's, there's some discomfort, right? And frankly, is frankly fearful of the yeah. fact that, that you and your other peers might be resentful. So right. if you turn around and you become, and you're a total professional about this, and make it this transition easy as you possibly can for your new boss. Tell you what, lots of points. Yeah. Lots of points. Yeah. All right. So we got four points we want to make today. First one, um, one of my favorite phrases, murder the unchosen alternative. You've got to understand that you weren't the one chosen and you've got to put to bed the other one. And that's only something only you can do. Number two, you've got to treat your new boss. You've got to treat her with respect. This is so simple, but I promise you folks, 
You don't want me or Mike in your organization finding out that you didn't get promoted and you're not behaving respectfully toward a new boss. It is hard enough to be a new boss. If you work against your new boss, you ought to be fired. Just like anybody who works against their boss ought to be fired. Okay. Number three, you've got to consider her feedback carefully. It's going to be hard as a former peer, but the feedback comes from this person and their role power, and you've got to consider it. You've got to figure out how you can grow from it. And lastly, if you were going to complain, and and actually we wouldn't call it complaining, but if you've got a point to make, you've got to make sure you make that point to your boss. We don't give feedback to our bosses. This is not the cast where we suddenly suddenly (laughs) say you can give feedback to your bosses. But you do, if in fact you've got a problem, you do have to keep that problem only between you and your boss. You don't go around talking to everybody else about the problems you've got. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So... Our first point, Mur the Unchosen Alternative, is just a variation on guidance we've given folks before on, on manager tools, for example, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, look, if you're, if you're considering three or four options, and we, we talked about this. I think we've surprised a lot of people about the military experience we have. A lot of people have this mistaken mm. belief as, as young non-commissioned officers, or in our case officers, that when we got together and we were planning strategy or tactics or whatever, or planning an operation or a field visit or anything, or, or, or a maintenance thing or something, we would all put our heads together. We would talk about the various options we'd have. We'd bat the options around. We'd be pretty aggressive. I believe A is better than B. Right. The boss would say, hey, I'm thinking about doing A. Yeah, what do, we, what and, do you think, Jim? And everybody thinks we just salute yeah. and say, yeah, let's do A. No, yeah. no, it's not we'd the all be, I remember being in the conference room there with I, Colonel Secretary. There's 20 of us in the room all sitting around a table, a very small room. We're sitting around the table and the colonel says, I, I want opinions. I want ideas. And we would go at it hammer and tongs. No, not about this. No, not about that. And there were a couple of guys who tried to pull rank, Mickey Harden and so on. But other than that, everybody was pretty like, what do you think? And so on. Now, if you're a young lieutenant, I was a pretty young lieutenant in staff meetings before you started coming. And, and I, I kept pretty quiet because I knew they had a lot more experience than me. But by gosh, when they asked my opinion, I shared my opinion. Who, you? You yeah, had opinions? Uh, you know, every once in a while I might have had an idea or two. How surprised. Yeah. And, and the point here is, folks, is we were expected to bring ideas to the table, and we would talk about it, and maybe the best idea would clearly bubble in the top, and, and the colonel would say, okay, we're going to talk gonna do- about it, argue, argue disagree, yeah. yeah, and then decide. And maybe we didn't vote. The colonel would say, okay, I want to do B, or I want to do C. And once you choose B, A, C, and D are dead. And you don't get to leave that meeting and go tell somebody, well, I wanted C, but the old man or the colonel chose B, and so therefore we're doing B. You don't ever get to say that. It's called murdering the unchosen alternative. Okay? Even if the strategy that was chosen was not your first choice, you support it as if it were the only choice. And if somebody says to you, well, I thought you were going into the meeting and I thought you really wanted B, when in fact the colonel picked A, you'd say, well, regardless, I want A now. What I'm behind is A. By the same token, in this situation, the unchosen alternative, folks, is you. If you wanted to get promoted, okay, you clearly were not chosen. And so please don't take it the wrong way. We're not asking that you get murdered. We're not asking you. You're, you're, <laughs> but, but the unchosen alternative was you getting promoted, you being the one that was chosen. And the point here is, However mistaken you think the organization was in making the choice of your colleague over you, we're telling you the professional thing to do, the career tools, manager tools approach is we're telling you to support that person who was promoted as if there were no other choice. It's especially professional and poignant if you can choose it when you know the unchosen alternative was you. We're asking you to forget that you ever saw yourself in that role. You don't compare your new boss to what you would be doing. You don't privately gripe to your spouse or some other friend ever. 
we want you to fully support your new manager as if you had chosen her yourself. And, and this is a choice the organization made. And regardless of who works for whom, doesn't matter. The organization has made a choice. You recommended B, they chose A. And you're going to murder the chance of B getting it because clearly A got it and you didn't. And so you're going to say, I didn't make it. I made my best run. This is just like, folks, if you're at a football match or if you're at an American football game and the game is over, you don't like it if the losers give the finger to or walk by the winners and treat them poorly or something. You expect them to shake hands. You expect them to be respectful, right? If a team loses and the team gets interviewed after the loss and they say, oh, we're better than them and they just got lucky on those couple of late goals and na 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 you think, wow, that's sour grapes. I promise you, if you don't handle this well, if you don't murder the unchosen alternative and you start complaining, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that is going to come across as sour grapes and people are going to know that you're saying it because you disagree. Right. And that will lose, that will cause your credibility to be damaged in the future, that you'll always have your own axe to grind rather than being willing to step up, murder the unchosen alternative, and support the person who rightfully got it. Yeah. Your failure to act professionally here is going to be recognized Ugh. by your, your new boss's boss and perhaps... Your boss's boss's boss as what it really is, which is a lack of maturity on your part. That is how it will be perceived. Yep. If you think you're not uh, murdering the unchosen alternative, you are absolutely creating, causing murder. The murder of the idea that you will ever get promoted. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be exactly. done. Yeah, exactly. It will be. Yeah. Okay. Point two. If one of your peers gets promoted over you, like you got to start off with treating her with respect. Yeah. We know it's hard, right? We've been there, right? When people we have known, not just thought, known, are not as good as us, have been promoted over us. Folks, it happens all the time. It does. And it may not have been your time. And I'll tell you something else. I'll never forget talking to an executive who didn't get a promotion. He said, man, I thought I was going to get the next big one. And I said, you couldn't have gotten it. He said, are you kidding me? I outperformed this other guy. I said, yeah. But the guy who got promoted... He did okay. He didn't do as well as you. He did okay. But look who he's working for. He says, yeah, I know. I don't like her. I don't like his boss, but I can get along. No, you don't want to go to work for the wrong person. You don't want to go to work for a boss who hates you, who you're act- actively antagonistic toward. He took this job, and in two years, his peer's job going to open up, and he works for a better boss, the job that you're going to get. And what's more, the relationships you only to have are much stronger for the, the next role and not for this one. I said, you didn't really, even if you wanted it, it was only because you selfishly wanted more power and more promotion. If you were a little bit strategic about it, you should have wanted this other one. And he was like, yeah, okay, I didn't, I didn't convince him. But he got the other job later, and in fact, it made a big difference. He was absolutely happier in the second job and not in the first one. Look, consider two scenarios. In the first one, you give in to all your bad feelings, folks, and your frustration. You discreetly mention to your best friends at work how stupid your new boss is, how she's making all the wrong decisions. You argue against her decisions after they've been made, right? Your meetings have an undercurrent of your frustration with her in them. Though you think you're being subtle and indirect when you show her the data that proves her decision wrong, I promise you, if you have a new manager who used to be your peer and you're constantly showing her or him how her data or his data is wrong, you think you're being subtle and it's all about the data, they think you're trying to undermine them, okay? Well, what happens if she struggles in her first year as a manager? In part, 
because you're making friction in her life. You're making things harder, in part on purpose. You might say, oh, I don't mean to make things harder. But then you say, but I know I have been kind of whining about it and so on. By definition, you want to make things harder. Or even if you don't think you want to make things harder, you are making things harder, even if you don't want to. Okay? And folks, regardless of your intent, it will be perceived by others as you intending to cause pain, right? Yeah. So your team doesn't do as well because as it could have done if you'd been on board. Bonuses go down a little bit. The next promotions don't even come from your team. And now you have the taint of a failing manager and a failing team, even if you manage to keep your bad feeling and frustrations from reaching the notice of people outside of your team and your boss's boss and his peers. In other words, you worked against your boss and that shows in terms of the result of your team. And now... You guys aren't even considered because your boss is thought to be not that good. And oh, by the way, apparently, maybe the new boss doesn't need to come from the people it already came from because they already picked exactly. the best one and it wasn't you. Your best chance of promote it, being promoted is, is helping be part, your boss. Right, helping yeah. your boss and being part of a well-perceived team. Right? Yeah. yeah. Alternatively, assume that you're able to put your feelings behind you. Okay. And by the way, you know how to put your feelings behind you? You say... I'm going to behave as if I put my feelings behind me. Folks, we don't care how you feel. We care how you behave. You got poked with a non-promotion umbrella, but how you feel is your fault. Okay, And if you own that and say privately, okay, what would be the right behaviors to engage in? You would put your energies into making your former colleague, your former peer, a success. Make her ideas better. Steer her around the pitfalls. Support her in public meetings. She does okay as a new manager. Look, nobody's brilliant their first year, and your team ends up doing well. You're seen as part of that success. Your chances of getting the next promotion go way up. The only way it works for you is if you think undermining your boss increases your chances of getting your boss's job. Do you know how rare that is that someone successfully plays it so carefully that they undermine their own boss and then they get the promotion that their boss previously got? That doesn't happen. You're going to get tainted, as we said earlier. And what um, usually happens is the team fails, the manager fails as a result of this, the whole team fails, and then some boss up the chain says, look it, you need to go replace that manager and replace that entire team because yeah. they're all awful and they're tainted yeah. with this bad performance. Yeah. yeah. Look, it is possible that promotions come to people in parts of the organization that are underperforming, but it's not as likely as a promotion coming from a team that is performing well. You contribute to that effort. You make sure your manager is successful. That's your way of getting promoted. Exactly. Now, folks, it can be particularly rough taking guidance on your work or your personal attributes or anything relative to your performance from someone who's newly promoted and, frankly, who you don't consider to be better any better than you. So we're asking you, consider her feedback pretty carefully. But yeah. Yeah. It's important now. We've treated this separately from our previous point of treating with respect because it is more difficult. This point is more difficult and it is incredibly important. Yeah. It is so easy to dismiss any feedback you get from somebody you don't respect. You've got feelings of lack of respect. You've got to you have to drive our, our, our previous comment um, about treating with respect. You've got to drive that into your response to feedback. How would you respond respectfully to a boss whom you respect in getting feedback? You would respond with appreciation, with efforts at change, and so on. If you don't respect them, though, and you allow that to make yourself fallow ground for their ideas about how to improve, you're not going to improve. And now, you're harming yourself. 
Okay. Look, just because someone's a new manager or because they were so recently in your position doesn't mean their comments don't have merit. Well, look, they're going to mess things up. It's not going to be perfect. But I got to tell you something. Don't be the guy who says, well, that was okay, but I could have done it much better. And essentially find fault with your new manager. Because I promise you, you're not going to like it when directs of yours then find fault with you. Every new manager fault can be found. And if every new manager fault can be found, you're going to say to yourself, I sure hope I have a team who's not going to choose to find the fault. They'll look away from it and try to help me be better, right? right. And then here you are. You're hoping that from your directs when you get promoted, but you're sitting here going, oh, right. but I'm going to find fault with my manager now because I'm upset that I didn't get the job, okay? So this person that we're talking about is your new manager. What they want from you is now your new definition of success, you need to really consider, we recommend you consider carefully the changes they're asking for and if you want to choose not to implement them. you got to be really careful about doing that. That's a pretty dangerous path to walk. You may think you're clever. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's clever enough to walk the path of being able to get what they want while keeping their boss from getting yeah, what he or she yeah. wants. We'd suggest not implementing changes that your boss requests is a career-limiting move and one you're not clever enough to, to figure out how to do and, and get away with. Yeah. Now, I think another thing that comes up fairly frequently is, one, you're not happy your boss being promoted. Now, maybe you're just unhappy about you not being promoted and you're one of your peers getting having getting, gotten promoted. But in some cases, you may honestly believe that you have more experience or at least equal experience to, to your new boss, right? And so occasionally, they might be doing something that you think is a mistake because you you have as much experience as they do. And there is a tendency to believe that since your experiences are so so equal, relatively equal, that somehow you're almost like a peer. Yeah. Right? They're your yeah. boss, but you're really kind of peers yeah. because you have the same level of experience. And that, Ugh. folks, and then and, and pointing out those mistakes or going after your boss in a meeting with your other peers in the room is a huge mistake. You wouldn't do that to a more experienced manager. And we're suggesting you don't do that for your new boss. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, this reminds me of the old thing that, w- that happened to us in the Army. There's an old saying in the Army that when you leave one base and go to another, it's called PCS, uh, Permanent Change of Station. You and I were in Hawaii, and then we both got transferred to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, but at different times, right? There's an old saying that if you're going to get promoted around, uh, around a time that you move, from lieutenant to captain as an example, you always want to get promoted for the PCS. day before you sign into your new post. Because that way, everyone at the new post knows you as a captain, right? right. They see you as a captain. A captain for one day or a captain right. for five years. They don't right. know. They don't know. But if, if you get promoted the day after you sign in, in fact, there are people I know who delayed their sign-in until after they got the new promotion, because promotions early on in one's career in the military come at the same time for bunches of people. But if you get promoted the day after you sign in, they know you as a former lieutenant who just got promoted to captain, and so you're brand new. Same thing here. If you think oh, this person's almost my peer, almost mm. my equal. They just ahead of me, just, you know, we used to be peers and just we're pretty close. Just a day ahead of so, me. <laughs> yeah, they, they got the job and I didn't, so I would have gotten it if they wouldn't have been around. You're going to create tension that ought not to be there because it's going to cause you to think his guidance, her guidance doesn't really apply to me here. I'm really kind of a different person than a direct. I'm really kind of a, for, a super direct or a former peer and those things mean not everything applies to me. Really, <laughs> I'm kind of Dwight on the office, right? 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I, assistant the regional manager versus assistant regional manager, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so look, if you really think that your new manager is making a mistake, and this is not feedback, folk, folks, you can go to your manager and discuss it privately in one of your one-on-ones. Hopefully she does them, right? This is no different than the way you treat any other manager. If you have a doubt about a strategy or you have doubt about some numbers or you have a concern about a customer relationship, you discuss it in private. You don't do it at staff meeting so you can have friends that agree with you or other peers say, yeah, I think he's right. Because, right. because prove that you should have been the one promoted. Yeah. Right? Aligning yeah. people with you, first of all, people will say they'll be with you until the, and the boss is in the room and they'll think, well, they'll think twice about it. They go, maybe I won't do it. Or putting it in a staff meeting makes the boss consider the possibility that you did it in order to have people on your side, mm-hmm. which makes the boss feel like he or she's ambushed, which is wrong. Right. Even if it's not true, folks, even if it's not true, you got to be yeah. careful about that perception. Yeah, the perception, exactly, the optics of it. So if you have a doubt about strategy or numbers or customers or whatever, you discuss it in private. You present your analysis situation and you make suggestions as to a resolution. And then you say, and look, if you want to stay where we are, I'm okay with that. I just felt like I needed to know. Le- right. need to let you know. You say very dispassionately, and, and if your boss says to you, no, I've decided to go this way, you say, okay, no problem. You don't say, well, this could be a problem, or, you know, well, I said my piece, and now I can't, you know. You murder the unchosen alternative. The boss says he wants to do A. If you really feel you want another bite at the apple, privately in a one-on-one, in her office, door closed, you say, I'd just like, I'd just like to make another suggestion. Don't say, I think you're doing it wrong. Say, I just want to present my analysis one more time. And if, if you decide to overrule me, I'm totally fine with that. I just want to make sure, I just want you to know, I, I really feel like maybe we're not seeing this right. Dispassionately, directly, clearly, and when your boss says, nope, we're going to go in this direction, you say, okay, no worries. It's over and done. I'm murdering the unchosen alternative. But folks, don't make the mistake of, of us somehow suggesting here that you can, like it's a little ruse, that you can, that you can do this oh, to God. make uh, digs at your boss under the guise of, quote, unquote, being helpful, right? Yeah, that's Don't crap. do that. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You just can't do that and call yourself a professional. I'm going to make some digs. I'm going to say, well, I just want you to let you know there's something you're not considering. When secretly you think you're digging on them, that is just plain ethically wrong. So consider carefully before you speak. Is what you want to say really helpful? Or is it one of those stupid passive-aggressive style digs at your manager or perhaps somebody else in the team? And if you do these four things you'll greatly increase the chances that your new boss will be effective. You'll have learned a valuable lesson about promotions and about being a good team player. This is the time when you earn your wings. You earn a gold star even as a team player. You've got to learn to murder the unchosen alternative. The other guy was chosen, not you. You're not going to get chosen. Okay, You've got to let that go, and you've got to engage in effective behaviors in the future with your new boss. Treat her with respect. Okay. You've got to really work in considering their fee- her feedback carefully, right? Which takes an extra modicum of respect. They have value delivering it to you. Don't ignore it just because they used to be peers. In fact, if your new boss gives you feedback, say thank you. And say, wow, it means a lot to me that you trust me enough to hear you give me feedback. Because we just used to be peers and I could see where you wouldn't. But I'm open to it and it means a lot to me that you'd be willing to share mm-hmm. it with me. And then lastly, if for some reason you have to bring something up, do it privately. Don't try to ambush your boss. Don't think that your job is to be the former peer, to be the super direct where you're going to lead the team in their absence and act as if, you know, I've got a special case. You don't. You're not twice through. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Just because you've been disappointed, folks, do you really want to lower your personal standards and be unprofessional? We think not. 
And if you do want to give in to your unhelpful feelings, do you want the consequences of that, which is less success for you? I don't think so. Don't think so. All right, my friend. Thanks. That's it. You bet. All righty. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long, folks.